0: Okay, good morning. So, we uh, have been learning Achnasus uh, Orchim and as far as being a host. So this morning actually uh, every host has to be a guest. And I mentioned uh, last week that if you really want to be a good host uh, imagine what it is to be a guest. Uh, because really, you, we've all been guests. And um, you learn the difference of between Uh, being a a, a good host and a a little bit of a less good host, when you experience being a guest, you see how it feels to be a guest and you see certain people cater to you and they appreciate you and they look at you as uh, contributing to their Shabbos and their meal. And other people, you go to the house and you feel like you're either unwanted or secondary or you're okay as long as you're not too annoying and too bothersome. Don't ask too much. Um, you know, sometimes you go to someone's house and, like, they don't tell you anything. They don't tell you where to get water. Like, some people, you go know, to the house, they, sh- they take you for a tour of the kitchen. They show you where the food is. They how you take what you like. Some people will look at you and say, oh, well, you're the type of person, but probably washes and they by his bed. They bring you a bowl and a cup uh, and they leave, it. they leave it there for you without even having to ask because a lot of B'nai Torah do that. And other people, if you ask them to give it to, or if you do ask them, oh, we don't do that, you know, you, know, you wash in the bathroom, or, oh, yeah, it's funny, I wouldn't think about that, you know, they give a whole song in there. It's like, being a guest, you really learn what it is to be a good host because, you, you know, you have your own experiences about being a guest, about the, the care and the concern and the details uh, that make a very big difference. Being a host... <laughs> you know what it means to be a good guest because you host people you see what guests could and should do so says the Pelayites, and from the conditions of of, of, of a guest it's, don't be too burdensome on your host and you hear this if you are in a, in a place in a neighborhood and and you have the financial capacity to do this uh that's what you should do. Uh, you know now, uh, not everyone has that financial capacity. Obviously hotels today, if it's for Shabbos, have all kinds of Shabbos issues from the getting in and out and electricity, uh sometimes they're compromised on SNEAS, uh, and that stuff uh, very often they're they're far so we're not talking about that. The point is 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 it, it if you could not burden people, that's what you should not do. It's not good to be a or now I will tell you, I've been a host and a guest. Now we, we come the Levines. There are lots of us. So we're like a swarm just invading someone's house. So even our parents now we don't really go too many places since we're our parents on the East Coast. Usually we're we going it's to our parents, it's a lot for them. <laughs> it's all of a sudden it's like uh you know, lots of people are coming in at once. So ideally, even with us, you know, even though it's relatives, it's family, uh, you try not to be burnt. I don't think my, my, my parents or mother-in-law would would really agree that we stay in a hotel. That's not really the plan. Uh, but North Korea, you know, for us, be pretty expensive, to be frank. But, 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 but on a serious note, like, you know, you come to someone's house, even if they're your, your parents or relatives, if they're two of you or, or more than two of you, uh, there is a certain, you know, cost. I mentioned last week that a good grandparents love to have grandchildren. That's the way it should be. But if you're the grandchildren, you're the you realize that you're coming to somebody's house uh, who has a certain balance, a certain comfortability, uh, certain expectations. I think I said a couple of weeks ago that uh, one of the reasons that the Tzmash of the Rambam, the HaKhasis Urchem, is the greatest chesed is because... When you do that, you open up your house to somebody. That's a, that's a big step. In, in, in most places, the house is off limits. You know, you walk by people's houses, no soliciting. Many people, uh, if you want to solicit them, the only place you could do it is in their office. Many wealthy people don't want people coming to house. My house is my kingdom. Leave me alone. Give me space. I don't want, you know, this is my time off. I remember uh, I once went to my cousin's in New York in the shared parkway and I parked my car there and I didn't realize I got backed in to somebody. I got backed the other the neighbor backed me in it was lunchtime, and I had to leave so I got blocked in you know you know, people don't understand what parking is in San Jose you don't understand what a, what a, what a parking spot is you gotta go to New York a place like that it's crazy you get a parking spot and if it's alternate side of the day parking in Brooklyn or Manhattan it's like it could take, it could take you well your commute is from here to uh, take you 35 minutes if I'm parking, 40 minutes if I'm in Manhattan, where there are parking lots, it could take you 35 minutes because they're all jammed. So I, I, I knocked at the guy's door just to ask him to back out his car so I can get out. This guy re- reeled at me for like that. This is my lunch break. How dare you knock at my door? Don't you realize? I'm like, I just need your car. You lock, locked me in. Well, you shouldn't have parked there. It, like, like, you thought I would, I would have sucked his blood and, like, did something terrible about it. You know, guy yeah, was obviously a stressed-out individual. But, like, part of it's, like, I parked in my lot, and this is, you know, don't you dare ask me to move my car. Like, you know, like, how did they shared parking lot? It wasn't like I illicitly parked there. But, like, there's a certain feeling of... So, obviously, normal people don't react like that, uh, or calm people, I should say. But, you know, you're a guest at somebody's house. So, first, all, the first question is, you need to go there. Right. If you if you could if you could go somewhere that's not in their house, that's the first question. If you cannot burden anyone, we're not talking about now. Now, if you're burdening someone, then you should really think it. Do they want you? <laughs> now, do, do they appreciate you? Or is it is it worthwhile? Certain people love. If you ever want to get a motivation to host guests, um, I would say the best book for that is All for the Boss. Because Reb Yaakov and Herman, Uh was, you know, besides a, a Torah Jew in the 1920s and 1930s in America who defied all eyes, odds to build a real stark Torah family, Rechad Pintasheimberg, Zatza was his grandson, Mashar and Stern was his grandson, Mamasham Uh but, but he was renowned. What put him on the map was he looked for guests, loved guests. He read a book called Azadik of our time by Barari Levine. Who every Friday night, we go looking for 20 30 guests. That those type of houses. There's a book I never saw it, but I've seen the title about Henny Machless. I remember her, you know. She was my sister lived next to her in Malas Daphne. She used to have anywhere from 50 to 100 guests Friday night. Every Friday night, I remember my brother-in-law told me once he saw a guy bring a donkey Friday night-like a lot of non-religious guests, a lot of yeshiva kids. Like it's like a whole shebang. These type of people. They like they beg you to be their guest. So, so those are those are holy people. Uh, uh, but you know, if it's other people, first is you question: Do you need to stay at their house? And if you do need to stay at their house, who really wants you? You know, who who where where are you wanted? Um, usually, family is a good start, uh, but not always. Could they? You know, it depends on the time. You know, it depends on the uh, on the situation. Kadeshi this is listen to listen to what the Talmud says. the bearer shall believe. Shalom has They're really asking you to come. It's not embarrassing, you know, If they're relatives, you call your brother or your sister, and they have a lot going on in their lives. and They have kids, and you have kids. You say, "Could I come?" It's very hard for them to say no. <laughs> okay, realistically, it's hard. I'm I'm at kind of my age, my peer group, where people have large families. But anyways, even even my children, like, there are times that we all have this. There's times we're stressed, times we need space. Um, you know, um, I give my, one of my kids give credit, like, show me how a to baby. Today, this morning, six weeks ago. So about two weeks ago, uh, my daughter's like, how can we have guests for Shabbos? Like... You know, like, why don't we have a guest for, for Shabbos? Like, because it's too long already, it's like four weeks. <laughs> like, you know, like, big, this, this, this saved order. If I'd say to her, go clean up all the house and be like, oh, I'm so tired. But, her, you know, but her mother, she'd give me, like, you know, she helps. I'm not the customer. But the point I'm saying is, she, she expects, we, we usually, so my house, just FYI, so I give a good example. We typically, as a general of guests, Shabbos lunch, we almost never have guests Friday night. And for a very simple reason, I want to be able to focus on my kids and their partial sheets, etc. And I can't... If I do it both meals, my kids suffer. And I can't do that. It's not fair to them. So, if somebody would ask me for Friday night, I would tell you I would be very reluctant. I'm I'm not so... I'm, you know, I'm a communicator. I know how to tell people, hopefully nicely, that I, I can't host on Friday night. But there may be a situation. Someone pushed me to have them Friday night. I would do it. So, that may not be the right thing. Now, if I saw somebody didn't have a meal, I would want to invite them to Friday i don't get me wrong, if I really thought as at Zorich, I would do it, but it's not my ideal, because really it's not because I want to have guests, I want to have guests but I need to I, I need to focus on my children so there are all, there are legitimate reasons why people, it may not work for them, including parents or children going to parents or parents going to children or going to siblings or going to wherever, there could be very legitimate reasons, so one thing you want to make sure is that you actually want it. They should they should, they should know a hundred percent It's not because embarrassed to this. believe uh, If you get something you benefit from somebody and it's not they don't really want to give it to you. They are tak uh, which means if you go to someone's house and you're really not wanted you're not invited and and again, it could even be a close relative i I, I mention this on purpose because typically, if you're not a close relative' not where people will say no <laughs> I mean, it's easier to say no, it's harder to say no to people of expectations, so if you go to a place where you're really not wanted, there's a shot of guests or if it's a good friend or it's a bar mitzvah like this weekend, and you know, a lot of people and whatever it is, and they push you to have it again. If you're the host, you should be, make your, you We need to work on ourselves. We need to make ourselves feel bigger. But there are legitimate reasons. You know, somebody has uh, a very, you know, you're a lawyer and you have uh, had a tough week. You've not seen your family, your wife, or your children, or whatever. Or you haven't relaxed and you need to relax on Shabbos. Or you just had a baby. Or you're making a chip okay, and you've been traveling all week and you're behind in your learning and you don't have time to host guests because you want to have a quick meal or whatever. There could be reasons that a person in their own world, that's what they need. They have their own needs. So if somebody pushes their way in, right, I'm your dad, I'm your mom. Of course you want me to Shabbos. I'm your sister. I'm your brother. I want to come. I, You know, I only have one week of vacation. Okay, but you know, you need to think just like a host needs to think about having a guest. A guest needs to think what it means to the host. It really goes both way over here. Um, you know, in marriage, you have to do this all the time. You have to figure your wife's emotions and your emotions. But it being a guest in someone's house, people don't, don't figure this out. Like, and mo- most of, many of the issues come from these type of things. The based by bias, and even if you're there, lo shivaso If you're going to someone's house, and you're on top of them, um, it's burdensome. Like people want space. You know, especially if it's tight quarters, like you want to speak to, you know, last night I had to speak to my wife about something, and one of my kids, you know, kept coming over just to talk about silly things. Now, it happens to be, it's very important for parents uh, to take those opportunities, but right, but I couldn't have this conversation because it's going on forever. It's like every little kind of like, you know, relatively serious thing about love from like this kind of, it may have been somewhat serious, albeit not totally serious. You know, they wanted to shmuz, which is important, and you have to give. But, like, imagine you're a guest doing that. You know, and this, this couple needs time themselves, or this family needs time themselves. Or this person just wants to sit back and read the Mishpacha magazine, have five minutes to read by themselves, you know, to read uh, on Shabbos afternoon. And so a guest sits right next to them. So, tell how, what do you think of Rabbi Shrusha? Hopefully you say okay, great about right? Russia, right? Now, or, what, what did you think about the Kiddush? I'm sorry, he went to, or that's could be a like, lost and hard questions. those two questions. So, you know, I want to tell you the story of five weeks ago when I, went, when I was traveling. If you want to read your magazine, or even better, you're a holy Jew. You want to open your Gemara, you'll learn some Torah. And this guy wants to tell you about a story five you don't ago. You don't care about a story five weeks ago. You want to learn Baba Kama. Why is this guy stopping you to tell you a story? He's not being a nice guy. He's not doing anything wrong, but he's not thinking. Could be maybe that you want some space, you know. You know, if you're a guest, be sensitive, you know, to people's space. Uh, you know, the person may want to have their own, you know, time in their own space, in their own, you know, you know, reality. That's what it means to be a guest. To give the to give the person ah uh, their 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 own space. And if you're going to be if you're if you need to be somewhere in the city, lo the bias b'alabayis. Don't lay shabat fear this. You should better stay in a hotel. If you need to be somewhere, don't stay in silence Again, like in the summer, I go two weeks to my mother in law. She has a house in the Catskills, so I go there. Kids go to camp two weeks, whatever, whatever it is. Um, but I'll tell you, I wouldn't. So she's happy clearly, to have us too. She, she listens to this. Hopefully, she's, she'll agree. Uh, but uh, but the point is, is whether it's my mother in law or my parents or my siblings. I give them space. Like sometimes I get kids out of the area because it's it's not fair. You know, and you know how I learned this? I'm a host. And I was just, just thinking about what people need. There are human needs. People need space. You know, you know, um, you see somebody has a tough day, you're in their house for a couple weeks, go out to dinner, whatever it is, go go, you know, don't whatever you know. Also I must say this, this is very important. If you're a good guest you, you, when you come and go, you don't know you're there, right? You know, I remember my, my parents had this, host, I think they hosted, hosted the Mashkirch of Lakewood for 10 years. He used to come to my, my parents' house, Matasel uh, Salman, one of the G'daylim. He used to stay three to five days at my parents' house in the winter, in Miami Beach. And he said when he would he would, when he would leave, it was like that bedroom was immaculate. But it wasn't just when he left. Every day. If you go to his room, the bed was made. <laughs> room is clean because you're living in somebody's house. You're, 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 you're a guest. A guest, you know, a, uh, I'll tell you, one of, my, one of my relatives, they have a shtick. Don't leave, don't leave the washing cup in the sink. So in my house, we're not Makhbed, you have a washing cup, you wash it, leave it in the sink. This relative, not in the sink. So I, I, they made this comment to me. So what's my obligation as a guest? Don't put it in the sink. That's their house. If you're a guest, you are sensitive to people's needs. So, what do I do in my house? do I do in my house? Person, you have to be sensitive to what other people are. are, are. Don't go. I, I do forget once in a while, I'm so used to not do. But I try to remember that that's what it means to be a guest. You have obligations if you're a guest. And obligation number one is don't be a burden to others. You know. The, but if, I just want to talk about an amazing thing to lecha kamocha, which you just did a couple of weeks partially. What does like a kamocha mean? What does vahafte leicha kamocha mean? What's the mitzvah to love your neighbor as yourself? To, uh, to be careful with his money, like you were, like you were like to feel bad when he has a loss, like like you would feel bad. So if you buy a car, right? right, you buy a new car. Do you have to buy me a new car? Could I say to leicha kamocha? You love you, love me like you love you. No, but if your friend if your friend says go buy me like go buy me XYZ, you you buy him the same one you don't say, Oh now that I have his money I'm gonna go get this this really fancy one, you know, or whatever. Like you get him what you what you would get you. You don't be extravagant with somebody else's money. So you're saying what said is the the claw gobble the Toro means what? Not to be extravagant with other people's money? In, in general, when you're when you're you have responsibility from somebody from somebody else, you should you should act with them as. So if you have one piece of chicken at the table, you and your friend, who gets a chicken? It's your chicken. Do you give to him? You get, you get you it. Split it. Split. It. Okay. See your mom is like Shlomo Melech over here. What <laughs> I mean, are, are you gonna die? So if you don't have that chicken. No, you see, it's It's what you it's, want. It's, it's, so, but, but, you know, let me, the, the, the Ramban says, it's very important. The Ramban says, of course it does not mean, if you, the same, the same Rebbe Kiva who says after the Chakamoha is the one who says, if you're in the desert, you have one cup of water, you get the cup. It, there's no question, if you buy a car, I can't say to you, after the Chakamoha, buy me the car too. It doesn't mean what you do for yourself, you do for me. But it, what it means after the Chakamoha is treat others like you want to be treated. That's the essence of how the Ramban learns after the Chakamoha. I spoke about this a few years ago. <laughs> you should treat others the way you want to be treated. Treat others like you, like you want to be treated. In other words, don't burden people. If you don't want to burden on yourself, don't burden other people. This is the cloud God that we keep it says in the whole Torah. Don't treat others the way you don't want to be treated. Right? And treat others the way you want to be treated. It means that's the essence of the Torah. That's what Kiva says. Well, you want to know that the essence of being a guest and a host is that. Don't be a burden to others. Right? And treat, If you're a host, if you have somebody in your house... Treat him like you would want me treated if you're a guest. If you're a guest, treat the host like if you would want me treated if you're the host. That's that's the haftarah chakamolcha. You shouldn't burn others, and therefore, to the extent you shouldn't burn people, you shouldn't burn people. Now, again, if your parents or your grandparents or your brothers or your sisters are the type of people who love having you, then you're doing that's a chesed. You're helping them out, right? They want you there. That's that. If you if you meet a Bari Levine or a Gilgal or a or a Gilgal of Yaakov Yosef Herman, all for the boss, or a Gilgal of Rebitsin Machlis, and they, they have 100 guests and they so happy to have you. Like my mother-in-law, if you, my mother-in-law hosts about 15 to 20 people every night. We're Russians. So Alex, you can go. We can't go. But Alex can go. Rage. But, you know, they, they, she holds up back at sins, people every, every Friday night. So, so, if you have some Russian blood, and you know, she takes other people also, but that's who she hosts specifically these Russian kids, Let's give them Shabbos, etc. She's very happy, I'm telling you. When they don't come, she's not happy. Uh, but she's like me, Shabbos day, she wants her own thing. She does her own thing. Like Friday night, I have to focus on my kids. Shabbos day, she'll focus on her grandchildren. Her grandchildren. You know, there's a. Yeah, you know, but but whatever it is, think what you what you don't need to do if your your parents are... By the way, you know if it goes both ways. Children visit parents You should think. You know, maybe my parents need to space. Parents will visit children, same thing. You know, the kids are in school. They have homework. All kinds of stuff. All oh, grandparents are here. Well, guess what? These kids have a system and an order. And the parents are to keep the order. People need to be to know what the situation is. You know, if you're visiting siblings. You know, again, because they can't say no. This is very. I mention this because these are relationships very difficult to say no. You know, a, a good friend of mine, who um, wants to go to the semi in this summer, is an old, very good friend of mine. Is a, a magid shir, he share somebody a very big talmud So he asked him, "Are coming this summer?" So, you know, very happy to have him um, if it works out. But you know, if you would sit in my house all day, it's a good friend. And not go to Yosemite and just want to shoes with me all day, I would not be happy to have him. You know, I'm expecting him to go out and be busy. You know, we'll have some time at night and on Shabbos, but not that I should say, I have a schedule, I have things to do. I can't sit there and, and be a chauffeur for him during the day. It's not, he's not going to do that. You know what I mean? I'm not, but my point is, even so, what I'm happy to have, if it throws my whole day off and it throws my whole schedule off, or if he'd come to my house, right, and make a mess, even though I'm happy to have him, I would, uh, my, I would change pretty quickly or my wife would you know and she's pretty laid back you know but the point is you know we need to think not to be a burden that's the a guest that's the obligation of a guest uh, and if you think it's me a little period and you tell a person come for a couple of days now this is in those days and today you have mass transportation people go back and forth um, there are all there are all kinds of other realities. The, the system is a little bit different. In those days, they were in shtetlach. Most of the Jews were in smaller areas, right? Uh, till especially where he was living, till the late eighteenth century. Then uh, late nineteenth century. Excuse me, really. Um, then certain cities started to come very big. Warsaw boomed, uh, Lublin. But basically, the majority of Jews were in shtetlach, which were usually a few hundred to a few thousand people. So traveling, you were limited in in a vote right? That you know, it's only, um, you know, even there were no Jews in Moscow, not just because it's you know the Pale, they were blocked. You know, no Jews in St. Petersburg. Uh, you know, about most of the large cities was the end of the nineteenth century. They started to boom with Jews. Um, so, if you're gonna be in someone's town, they stay, end up staying longer. So you should actually try to get out of there um if, 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 in if in, in, don't sit there all day let's say you have nothing to do get out of the house go to the park and be there give people their space <laughs> don't be a burden to people have to come up, if you be in your house you wouldn't want that don't burden others go do something you know don't hang out there all day you know um you know, p- even the people who want you there, you can, you, you know, all Bog says, in, in his 12th Bog he says, good friends, stay good friends when they give other friends space, you know, but if you have a good friend and you, you ask too much from them, or you burn them too much, you actually damage a friendship, you know, there's a human need for social interaction to give, there's also a human need for space, and for their own there and their own learning, and their own reality, um, uh, the app is not so yeah to dear by don't stay there. You know, don't start asking him random questions, you know, things which are not necessary. You know, if you're again if you're at a Shabbos table or you're eating dinner together, of course you have a conversation. But when you, people are busy with the regular day, let them live. You know? You're coming to do, you know, whatever. Uh, Listen. We come actually. If if I would go to winter break, winter break in New York is not our winter break. Like everyone else has their lives. You can't burden people. You know, if somebody comes to your house. You have a learning schedule on Shabbos. So again, today last two weeks we were focusing on the host. Today we're focusing what it means to be a guest. It means not to be a burden. To not to not to go where you're wanted. Number one. And and when you do go, even if you're wanted, there's levels of burden. It means, you know, there's levels of burden. And that's what Hafter HaMolchah is. You should actually contribute to, to pay some of the expenses. Now, again, in certain people's houses, it's the last thing they want, right? And But if in other people, and this by the way, I would say the classic case of this, I, I, I haven't heard this here in particular, but I remember Miami Beach. So there are people from Miami Beach, have houses in Miami Beach and their brother in law and their sister in law they want to come for Pesach to Miami. So they come to their brother's house or their sister's house in Miami. Pesach is very expensive. So once in a while in Miami you'd hear, I can't believe they came with six kids eating up all these yogurts. You know, how much yogurt. Costs on Pesach? Like they're like they're and like they're not the parents. They're not the you know, they're a the brother in law. So well, the sister says of course come, you know, who's paying all those Pesach bills? You know, who's pay- who's who's footing the bill? So if you're, if you're actually going to go to someone's house, your brother's house, and you have five kids with you, you know, maybe think to contribute, you know, that your, your brother's not a hotel, he lives in Miami Beach, and you live over somewhere in New York, or Chicago, or, you know, some random place, like Milwaukee, so, so, but why shouldn't you contribute, why shouldn't you pay, now, you know, um, uh You know, uh, so to help out, and see, you know, and help out. You know, my mother, my wife says there are certain guests she loves to help have. Now, my wife happens to. I'm going to be very frank. We don't think on these terms. We we think we're happy to have guests. We look, you know, for us, it's more like who hasn't been whatever. But my some guests, like you know, they they're, they come and they help. Like you know, they just clean the table. They're family uh, they, they, they're a pleasure to have. They're guests, they're a pleasure to have. What kind of guests are a pleasure to have for lunch, let's say? Somebody who helps clean up. That's all. My wife's thing is somebody helps set up. You know, and certain guests come, they sit down on the couch, and they like, become like a stone, you know, like a rock. And again, there's nothing wrong, by the way. No we don't, No one's inviting guests that they should work. But if you want to know, I, I've never heard my wife badmouth any guests. I've heard her praise guests, all right? And I'm saying honestly. We've had guests for 18 years. I've never heard her say a bad word about a guest. Um, uh, you know, but if, if somebody comes in or sleeps at her house and makes a huge mess and is whatever, I wife may, maybe say in the future, you know, it's a little bit hard for me to have them. That she'll say. Uh, you know, they're hard to have because it's, it's on her. Uh, but bad, if, i never said a word. But I heard, I, I've heard her say, I love having these guests. Why? Because they help. Right, their help. I mean, why? Yeah, it's, so. If you want to be a good guest, help out. That, that's a good way to be a good guest. If you're staying by your brother's house or your sister's house or by a stranger's house or your parents' house, wow. Or parents even staying by children's house, help out. That's a good guest does. Be a ha- give a hand. That's a good guest. Now, giving a hand is when you're wanted. <laughs> some people, some ladies don't want anyone in their kitchen. Get out of my kitchen. You're just messing up, like. Trust me, half things i want to do for my wife, she'd get, kick me out. Anything with cooking, she'd for sure kick me out. I'd probably ruin everything. I Clean me up. She's very happy to have, have me help. You know, but me and the, If I try to make something, like, get out of here. You're ruining my... You know, she doesn't want my help. I, if I cut... If I, I, have, I have, like, two left hands, and I'm a righty. So if I try to cut vegetables, forget about it. I could just cut myself cross the shelf. You know, I'm not. I am not... A good helper with certain things and other other things she's very happy for me to help i you know I'm, one, I'm the garbage man i take out the garbage always i am the garbage man in the house you know they'll always put it to the front um she you know like you know cleaning oh that's great but if you're a guest contribute you'll be you'll be wanted it's a good way to make yourself wanted if you're staying in someone's house and you you think it's a hotel I, i've heard this from many peer people they think my house... I'm the rabbi, so I get all the complaints. I'm complaint center over there. right? I, I hear it. Trust me. They come to my house and they think it's a hotel. That's it. Do you know when they... I never hear that. When their kids are helping or the people are helping or they're contributing. Then you don't think it's a hotel. But otherwise, I serve you. I You sit down like you're the king and the queen and I serve you. You don't ask help for help. All you do is say, well, could you do this a little bit more? You know, my egg, I want a little bit boiled, four-minute boiled egg. You know, we, be a contribute. you'll be a good guest. Um, mm-hmm. If they have kids, play with the kids. Don't walk by, say hello to people. Be friendly to the children in the house. It's a good way to be wanted in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and praise. When you, when you leave, say thank you so much. I remember uh, my first time I ended up learning with him the uh, Eliezer Kron is Pesach Kron's son. Rabbi Pesach Kron's son in Shara but we're together in the Mir So, for the first time, I met, really met him. Uh, we both were invited to Hanach Teller's house. We're Bachrim. This is 20, 20 years ago at least. So, it's at least twenty years ago. So, uh, so it's the first time that we went to Hanach Teller's house. and as walking out, like he said, he said thank you, and he's telling me the whole time, look how nice it was this house. How, how how much he was like he was I was like he was like like trained like the like Gemara says a good ho- a good guest praises all the things of the host he was so praising and he told the thank you so much I'm like, you ever see Pesach Ron? that's how he does it so he had good he had a good chinuch from his father from his parents father and mother all right so he was very praising guess what if you when you walk out and you thank your host thank you so much I appreciate the details and if you're leaving you're you become a guest that's appreciated you appreciate what it is. As, you know, And he says even this, even better, send him a letter afterwards. If you're in someone's house, you have an extended stay somewhere, thank you so much. You know, today it's even easier. Write an email. Dear mom, dear son, dear brother, dear stranger, thank you so much for hosting us. It was really a pleasure. I appreciate all the things you did for us. That's a good guest. That's an amazing guest. Let's do it for five minutes. We're done. If you're giving in the old days, part of charity was to give stucco, uh, you have to watch out for, for, for needy needy guests. Lefie, right? people are coming travelling through, they don't you know, especially if you have no place for Shabbos, no hotels or no that's no, it's too expensive. If you have someone coming, uh that from Bimna or Chos Khle should you know, should should pass it out to every guest. Apparently certain, certain certain communities they had a community b uh house where people contribute. For people to stay to, so it was a, it was a community-sponsored hachnasas orchem house. Community, uh, comments. You should have this house. that should be good for the for the winter. It shouldn't be warm, nice and out of pillows, blankets. You ever go to a house and you stay there and there's like no towels, like if You, start, you, know, you, get, you know, I once went to someone's house late. I, they didn't have any towels. I know where anything was. This is a long time ago. Like he didn't tell me anything. It was like I was gonna like knock on their door. It was like eleven thirty at night. They said, "Well, okay. there's rooms. Good night." You know, like, you know. Like, I know, you know like, yeah, Make sure that people have towels. You know, if you're a, if you're a host, you want to make it a hotel experience. If you're a guest, don't think you're in a hotel. But if you're a host, you should cater to people. That's what a host does, right? You know, I can I uh, uh, give the uh, best thing if you're a host. You give. Directions in the beginning of the, of the, of the they, when they come here. This is where this is. You need coffee in the morning. This person wakes up six a.m. You know, they want to get a coffee. You wake up 9, a, 9 a.m. Sunday morning. How do you want to just not to have coffee for three hours? of torture. Uh, you know, this is uh, I'm from the I'm from the coffee drinkers. Never smoked a cigarette in my life. I don't like alcohol, but give me a. I would call myself addicted to coffee. I'm a little addicted to coffee. <laughs> But but on a serious note, I think better. I, mean, I have coffee. I, I, I have a qualitative learning difference in Davinay if it's coffee or not. I mean, really, for me, it makes a difference. I mean, I, I can function physically. Actually, I, I can totally for sleep. I don't need coffee, but to think, surest night, I can learn the whole night without coffee. Physically, but mentally, my head and you know functions better when I, when I have a coffee. I feel a difference. So for me, it's worth it. If I if I'm want if I'm gonna be a good host, I'm gonna show them just in case not everyone likes coffee. My wife never. Ever drink? She hates coffee. I think she since we're married. I don't think she's had coffee. I'm honestly, we have a Keurig in the house. She's never used it. Never, not once. And me, I'm like the opposite. I have two cups a day, sometimes three. You know, she she's never. So my wife, if you take show the coffee, she'll say thank you much. and never use it. Me, bracha The coffee is good, right. You're a host. You know that your guest has chalav yisrael. You have regular milk. Buy them chalav yisrael. You're hosting them. Think about it ahead of time. Um, show them where things are. If, you're, if, you, if you have this house, if you have a guest house, think of what people are. If you have a feeling of what they have, uh, make sure that it's, it's well situated, there's food in the house, because they should be a part of the office. If this is a community, communal house, you know, it should be, they should still be invited occasionally, from at least Shabbos, Shabbos. You have a guest in the community, they're never invited, they're sitting in this guest house, they feel unwanted. Not part of things. Secluded. Even if they're there. Uh, if they're leaving, give them something for the, for the plane. You know, a good host. You give a little package. You know, you're a good host, when you know someone has a flight in the morning, and they don't have food or kosher food at the airport, you give them something for the plane. You think about it. Like, that's what it means to be a host. Let's say to come. is a to Like give them good words, help them out. The people very often who are in this situation, you know, they're coming for health conditions or to collect money, or they're they're, they're needy. This is in the, when they're coming at to tzedakah. This is the, when it's a tzedaka re, re, relationship. For um, the you help such people. I'm a kimu You're helping God because they're God's children. You're helping Hashem's children call them, this person has mercy on people if you're a guest and you're being supported by the community being helped out by your community <laughs> you know I get called from Mrs. Bergman about the mikvah uh, when people are inconsiderate. The thing about a mikvah appointment for the ladies are you usually know seven days ahead. Now sometimes for ladies they have a harder time being clean. You can still tell seven days ahead. You may speak even a warning. You know, I may not, may or may not. Certainly by four days ahead in general, you know. When she gets a call uh, a day uh, that day or even the day before, she feels it is very inconvincing. Because why in the world do you call me last minute? Maybe I'm doing something. She volunteers her time. You know, she doesn't say anything, but she volunteers her time. Have consideration. Same thing with the guests. You know you're going somewhere. Don't wait till the last minute to call up Sandy Diego a place for Shabbos. You know, for the show, it's a burden. When people call Thursday afternoon, I need a place for Shabbos, they knew six weeks ago they're coming to San Jose. Why in the world are they coming last minute? You know, call, you know what I'm talking right? This case really knows it's very hard to set people up last minute. Now, we'll do it if, if possible, but it's a burden. Instead of having an organized way where you can ask, you know, it's hard, it's burdensome. So, you should make sure, uh, if you're a guest, Or you're being supported by a community. And you should not ask with entitlement. Entitlement, like like you know, can I bother you? Like you know, how you know, not to be a nebuch, but just realize you're not entitled to anything. We're not entitled. A guest has to feel non entitled. And by the way, I, I will say this: family guests also have to feel non entitled. Because, whether even if you're a parent where it could be lahalaka, you're much more entitled, uh, not so simple that you should go into somebody's house and feel entitled, you know, because you will burden this family, you will stress this family uh, if you do that. So, again, a child going to a parent's house is zero entitlement, siblings, zero entitlement, Lahalakha, of course, if you're a parent, just keep it on the end, but even there, it's like. You know, when people get married, they have their own house. It's their own reality. Torah says that a girl leaves her parents' house, she gets married. That's the reality of the situation. Uh, so when you ask things, it's not like, serve me, give me, or I need this. I, I need this. Okay, bother you. I mean, that's the way you talk. You know, uh, and, be, and be happy with what you get. You know, don't be demanding. If it's so, if you're taking from the community, whether it's a lot or a little, bless the call. Thank the people. Pray for them. Don't be bitter. Some people, they're, they're, you know, everything is, the, the, they're entitled, so nothing's enough. I would have won this way. It has to be this. Don't, uh, you know, if you feel slighted, go attacking them. If you're not happy here, get to a different house and go to a different situation. He's talking about if a person comes to collect or for medical care you're not happy with this community, this is not your place. You get somewhere else. Um, this ends Orchem, and as we just mentioned today, the whole mitzvah is that I look at it, it's not only a chassid, it's the essence of Kha <laughs> The way you want to be treated, treat others. That applies to a host, and that applies to a guest. If you have that in mind, you'll be a good host, you'll be a good guest. And then we can work on being, we can read books about Rabbi Ari Levine, or about Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Herman, All for the Boss, or or about Ravitsin uh, Machlis, I don't know what her book was, Ravitsin Henny, whatever it was, uh, about being Excelling in Hachasa Zoracham because really it's from of the greatest Hachasa that we could do. Okay, hold on.